Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 40. Are prayers always being answered? And there's two stories I want to share here. And before I do so, this is a question that comes up a lot. When we ask for things and we pray or meditate on them and things don't necessarily go quote unquote as planned in our eyes, are they still being answered? And I feel like I have an answer for you to that. I was reading this really great book, What the Angel Taught You, Seven Keys to Life Fulfillment. It's by this rabbi, Rabbi Weinberg. And I thought that it was applicable to all um, because whether you meditate, whether you pray, whether you are tapping into your soul and, and a higher power, you know, um, we ask and we sometimes feel like it was not delivered. And so I'm reading this book and I get to a chapter about prayer. And I was like, this is epic. And I had to share it with all of you. And so there's two stories uh, I'm going to get into. One is going to answer our prayers always being answered. And then the second is going to show you the power of miracles that come, whether you believe in God or not, and that we can't always see everything, but our sincerity, our, our pursuit of truth helps us um, get there more or less. Right. And so I'm going to, I'm going to share these, these stories with you. So the first part of this prayer chapter uh, starts off uh, the, uh, and the author is relaying. He says, question, does anything more pure exist on the planet than the sight of a young child praying fervently and sincerely in a time of need? Answer, no. It's hard to imagine something more wholesome than a child's prayer. And so the story is told of a young girl, perhaps 10 years old, who was seen praying intently at the synagogue one Saturday. Services were winding down and the assembled began their exit from the sanctuary. But this young maiden lingered on, swaying, praying and beseeching the Almighty for mercy of some kind. A gentleman caught a glimpse of this uh, most unusual display of sincerity and passion and decided to inquire as to her plea and purpose. It was a good 10 minutes before the young lady finished. Pardon me, he began. I couldn't help but notice how beautifully you were praying. Do you mind if I ask what it was you were praying for so strongly? Well, I'm a little embarrassed that you saw me, she answered, but my birthday is coming up this week. Her eyes widened as she spoke. I could sure use a new bike. Oh, I see. I'm sorry to embarrass you, but I do wish you a happy birthday and lots of luck. The gentleman and the girl parted ways, but bumped into each other on the street about two weeks later. Hey, said the man, aren't you the birthday girl I met a couple weeks ago in synagogue? Yes, I remember you, she said. Tell me, he continued, were your prayers answered? As a matter of fact, they were, she told him. How wonderful, proclaimed the man. Are you enjoying your brand new bike? Well, I didn't actually get a new bike, she admitted. What? I thought you said your prayers were answered. They were, said the girl. The answer was no. And I want to pause right there because, one, as a, a child, a lot of times they're close you know, they're, they're still newer here on earth. Their soul is more tapped in, um, you know, and you know, us as adults, we sometimes get quote unquote, let down from our expectations and all these other, you know, uh, trivial things that we've gotten tripped up on. 
And she's proving the point of like, I prayed, the answer was no. And so I got exactly, like I could feel that the answer was no. And so that is also showing, yeah, God does actually answer our prayers. And I'm going to talk about this here because the author goes on to talk about like, you know, the affirmative when it's a yes versus the no. And why is it that we, we tend to, if it's an affirmative, yes, like, oh, this works. And if it's a, and if it's a no, why do we dismiss that as it's not working for us? Because a no is also a protection and a no, a lot of times it's sort of like, Hey, listen, you could get the bike today, but I have a better bike for you in six months. So I don't want to give that to you right now. Right. I mean, I'm just trying to humanize the experience, but you get that you get the idea that we don't always know in the moment why um, a no is happening. And a lot of times it actually can be a very positive thing when you start to connect the dots later on. So he the author goes on to say some pray every so he said people pray some pray every day some pray five times a day some pray once a week some pray only when they really have to some pray silently some pray out loud they pray in synagogue and in churches and in foxholes of all shapes sizes and predicaments but everyone hopes that his or her prayers will be answered and they are sometimes the answer is yes and sometimes it is a no and when our prayers are answered in the affirmative it is quite obvious that we have been answered but when the answer is no most of us fail to recognize that the denial of our request is also an answer conclusion god listens and he responds and and then i'm gonna get onto this next part before we get to the second story um and it's this idea of being comfortable with tapping in i i've said this on other another podcast my relationship with god is in not while i've learned a lot through spirituality and through culture and religions and things like that what has really transpired is by actually having a very active relationship with asking God from a very sincere place um, and truth, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Um, and um, and I can actually feel when answers are not the ones that I want. And that isn't easy. I would be lying to you if I said that it was easy and it's not. There are many times I'm like, ooh, but like, I want this outcome. And, um, you know, and then somebody asked me and I said this on another podcast, well, you know, how do you practice listening to that? And I said, well, you know, sometimes I don't do it. Sometimes I go in the opposite direction, very self-observant and I see, oh, wow. Yeah. I can see why, you know, we have free will. I can see why, like the answer that I got was no initially. And that makes sense now, you know, so I do it self-observant. Sometimes we have to practice. So have grace. Right. And then the author goes on to say, is prayer for God or, or for you? And he says, prayer is neither a reminder nor a wake-up call to God. It's all about you. Prayer, logic insists, can only be an exercise for your own benefit. It is a process of introspection. It helps you clarify and refine who you really are, who you should be, and how to achieve the transformation. Prayer, therefore, is actually a sophisticated vehicle for self-knowledge and self-improvement. And to the extent that we improve ourselves through prayer, we become more capable of absorbing and incorporating God's blessing. Um... And what I loved about that is it, the way he was describing the book is he says, well, of course, God knows what you want. Like, you know what you want. You know, God knows what you want. Like, of course. And it's not necessarily about, you know, what you want, because it's always actually greater than what you want. We're actually quite limiting sometimes in our humanness. It's very limitless in terms of, you know, how far we can really go. And sometimes we, you know, we're, we're, we're so human in our like, oh, I want this and like this, or do you want like the fuller, like the entire 
universe that matches that like which do you want you know um and so but what's interesting about prayer and meditation is clarity it allows you to sit with yourself and connect the dots what's really going on what is it that i really want out of this situation what is it i feel i'm missing what is it i really need what happened that got me here how did i do make my decisions today where is it I'm really trying to go? Why is it that that's where I'm really trying to go? What is it that I'm feeling inside that I, I have a calling for? What does that mean I have to give up for that? What do I have to add for that? All of these internal dialogue questions are bringing clarity. And we're living in a busy society where we're too distracted to sit with ourselves and have these conversations and tap in and realize like, oh wow, my prayers are always getting answered. It's just that I'm a lot of times coming from a different perspective of what I did or didn't get. But when I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, that situation didn't happen. Thank God. That relationship only lasted for so long in business or in personal, you know, and it, and it really delivered what it needed to in value. That time in, you know, in that work is no longer there. You know, we this thing didn't go through and we can't take that as a negative because like the, the the timing of something greater takes you know uh preparation takes um preparation of yourself energy right the bigger thing it can take longer and so uh this one Rabbi says it's true. Purpose the true purpose of prayer is to raise the level of the supplicants by helping people develop true perceptions of life, so they can become worthy of our blessings. Think about that. Think about that. And he's he was relating it to God of His blessings, saying like, God's like, I want to bless you like all day long. Here you go. Like, I want you to feel worthy. I want you to connect to it. I want you to have like, you know, to have peace and create peace. And not need the external, not need this way to happen or that way to happen. So you can let go and let in like exactly like what's for you and how it develops. Can you surrender the idea of like maybe the thing that you're thinking about might be a little bit smaller than the bigger thing that it's trying to come through? And he says, thus, prayer is a soul's yearning to define what truly matters and to ignore the trivialities that often masquerade as essential. We are distracted. I, the book Essentialism, you want to make it about science? You want to make this about business? You want to make this what? The book Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less, he talks about this. 90% of things are unimportant. And we uh, sure have no problem making them important. <laughs> we are distracted. And so this author goes on to say, prayer is more about truth. Truth means sincerity, being real. Prayer is the key to being real with yourself and God. And the cornerstone of every relationship is truth, honesty, being real, trust, belief, full confidence. That right there should be like a, a mic drop. There's nothing else to say. He, the reason why in the book he was talking about is that when we are actually fully in our heart, when we're just keeping it really, really real and not like, well, this is what I want and I know best. It's more of like, hey, like, which I'm about to show you in a story. When you're just sincerely, authentically yourself, you're like, you know what? I don't understand some things and I, I, I want to I wanna know, I want to understand, or I, I want some, some information, I need help, or 
um, you know, I want to, I want to better understand. You're, you know, you're keeping it very real. When you're doing that with yourself, your soul, and with God, is that not the basis of every other relationship that you're going to have? That's why he says it's the cornerstone of every relationship. Truth, honesty, being real, trust, belief, full confidence. If a person is behaving like that as an individual, and this is going to lead to my next episode, by the way, about this. I'm not going to go on a tear on about that yet, but like uh, in relationships. But um, th this is why it's important in our own individual relationship. Because if I'm behaving that way, then you know how I'm treating you. And so he's talking about, he's like, prayer is something so much greater than just this, like, you know, um, like just, yes, it's about tossing up to God, but it's really about the relationship with ourself. It's very meditative. It's very clarifying. It's very directional. It's very honest. It, it allows us to contemplate and reflect and refine. It allows us to do all these things. And then we start to connect the dots and we're like, wait a minute, our prayers are always being answered. Everything is always happening for me, and especially when I'm the one trying to get in the way of the blessing because I'm trying to force today to happen when tomorrow is like right around the corner, right? And so he uses a second story, which I want to use to, um, to uh, wrap up here, which is he says, um, he calls it the atheist prayer because he, this, this uh, rabbi meets a, an atheist. He says, many people who visit my school um, in the old city of Jerusalem are tourists who come uh, to get a sense of Jewish culture and history. Um, and one day, a young visitor walked into his office, started to ask him some questions about himself, and soon they were having a nice conversation. After about 10 minutes of pleasantries, um, he gets interrupted, and the gentleman says, you know, Rabbi, do you believe in God? He says, sure, I say. And the rabbi says, do you, or he says, Rabbi, do you really believe that God speaks to man? Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in revelation? Do you believe that stuff? And so he says, listen, Jeff, take a look at me. I'm a rabbi. It's obvious I believe in these things, but why would you ask me that question? He says, well, because I've been speaking to you for 10 minutes. You seem like a, an intelligent man. And um, there was a little bit of a dialogue right there. And he's like, okay, like, well, is it that, does that seem like, you know, because I'm rational and that I'm believing in something we can't see, you know? He says, um, Tim, you've got to tell me who brought you here to my office today and he says why do you want to know and he says because i want to know who, how you got here so he goes on to tell a story he says well um jeff was visiting norway and somehow found an opportunity to come to israel and he decided you know this is the time he says of course once he got there um he he you cannot not come to jerusalem it's a very holy place for all religions and cultures you know to come around the world and um you know he's in jerusalem he has to see the old city the western wall the last vestige of the temple you know um from a 2000 years ago it's one of the holiest sites in the world that attracts like every religion and culture for, you know um and it's the holiest for, for jewish people and so he gets to the wall he's amazed like so many others he feels something and he's unprepared he thought he would see some old stones in an archaeological site but he felt something that he can only describe as quote-unquote heavy he had some sort of spiritual experience and he tells me you know rabbi it's true i am an atheist but somehow a prayer came out of me that day and it was like this god i don't believe in you I don't know that you exist, but I do feel something. So maybe just maybe I'm making a mistake. It is a possibility. And if I am making a mistake, I want you to know that I'm not fighting you. I have no quarrel and I have no reason to be against you. It's just that I don't know that you exist. God, the prayer continues. I still think I'm just talking to a wall, but just in case you are really there and I'm making this mistake, then do me a favor and get me an introduction. Jeff finishes his prayer uh, slowly and in reverence backs away from the wall. Just then he feels a hand on his shoulder. He's so startled that he jumps up in the air, turns around, and snaps the fellow who touched him. He says, what's the idea of putting your hands on me? The fellow is very apologetic. I saw you praying. I just wanted to ask you if you wanted to visit a yeshiva. Gentleman says, well, what's a yeshiva? He says, oh, the fellow blurts out, a yeshiva is where you learn about God. It's, like a, it's a school. 
Jeff looks at me and continues his story. When this guy said that, it was as if it hit me right between the eyes. I had just finished asking God for an introduction, and here's a guy pulling me by the shoulder and saying, come on, I'll introduce you to God. So of course I'm going to come. Maybe God brought me here, but I want to know, Rabbi, that you darn well better prove that he exists. So that already this is kind of a funny dialogue because he's like, I want you to know, like, please show me that he, he exists. But he's like, you're here. You just prayed and now you're here. So that was like the first miracle of that. Jeff ended up uh, enrolling in the, the there's a, a spiritual program there. He turned out to be a very good student, went back to the U.S., committed to, you know, implementing a lot of the learning um, and a year later, he came back to Israel and he told of the end of his story. He said that one day during a previous summer when he was studying in the old city, he saw a very pretty sweet girl walking by and you could tell she was, you know, had really good essence, really good um, uh, energy about her. Um, and uh, he said to himself, look at the charm of this girl. May God help me meet a nice girl like this someday. He didn't say a word to her. Weeks later, he went back to Harvard, um, and one morning he walked into a synagogue, and he actually ran into the same girl he had seen in Jerusalem. And he said something, of course, it can't be, he said, but you look like somebody I saw last summer in Jerusalem, in the old city. And she replied, yes, I was there, and I saw you too. And yes, now they are married. He was an atheist, but he got his prayer answered on the spot. Why? There can only be one explanation. God is near to all those who call upon him and to all who call upon him in truth. And so the reason I'm sharing this with you is because you don't have to believe and you could struggle to believe in anything, in anything bigger than what is in our human existence, which would make sense. I, I, grace for that, because, you know, what we can't see, it can be difficult to deal with. Well, I can't see it, so therefore I don't know. That's what why we have to tap into our soul, into our uh, our knowing, into our our um, our gut instinct. What do you feel? And then, of course, you have to have a relationship with your emotions because you have to be careful. Like you don't want to just be emotion driven. You know, we we have to take time uh, to to have to create harmony and balance and all these things, right? So, um, but. I wanted to share both of these stories with you because notice how our prayers are always being answered. Are we coming? So a couple of things to recap. Are we, are we acknowledging that a no is also a prayer answered? Number two, are we acknowledging that when we come from a very truthful, honest place, our prayers are probably easier to identify and being answered? Even more so because we're being authentically ourselves. That's the whole point. When we are authentically ourselves and not trying to fit into everything. I mean, this is this is the basis of the niche is you, really. It's like when we're not trying to fit in to the standards of everybody else that is still trying to figure it out. But our higher uh, version of ourself and in conjunction with our soul, you know, we have... A, a, an easier time calling in the things we so desire that's real manifestation <laughs> is having a relationship with your soul to know like oh i i know what feels right and, and not and when i'm making decisions that way doesn't what you want walk right in because it can easily be received our prayers are always being answered you should be thanking the no's the no's are basically saying like listen there's something way better and not only that once you get it once you see it, it'll walk right in. So I wanted to share this from this book. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this. It was just, I thought it was really great that our prayers are always being answered. 
no matter what side of the spectrum you are on all of this, you know, we do have the ability to welcome and receive blessings and miracles. So on that, I'll leave you guys. I always appreciate you. And um, as always, thank you. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.